Welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today we continue on a journey through a powerful series called God's Amazing Promises. In the upcoming lessons, you'll discover some of the most profound promises that God has made to you. And these promises are not mere words. They are keys to a renewed life, inner peace, and a hopeful future. But before we get started, have you ever felt you're made for something more or had a dream that just seemed out of reach? Then we've got the perfect resource for you. It's the brand new Created to Dream Journal. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called God's Promises to You When You're Afraid of Failing. This weekend, I want us to continue our series on God's amazing promises, over 7,000 of them in, in Scripture. And I specifically this weekend want us to look at one that you may not think is real appropriate for you until I explain it, and that is God's promises to you when you're afraid of failing, when you are afraid uh, of failing. Now, you may not think that, that that's a problem with you, but we don't always realize how big a deal it is. So I want to begin with a little quiz. We're not always self-aware about the fears that are inside of us. So let me read you nine tests of do you have a fear of failure. Number one, do you ever worry about what other people think about you? That's the fear of failure. Do you ever worry about your ability to go after a dream or a desire that's in your heart, but you thought maybe I don't know if I could do that or not. I dream of doing it, but I don't know if I could. That's the fear of failure. Do you ever worry that people will lose interest in you? Maybe people who are close to you, people who love you. Uh, maybe, do you ever worry that people won't think you are smart or competent? And I, I, I've got to hide, I don't want people to know that I really don't think I'm that smart. Do you ever worry about disappointing people whose opinion you value? Have you ever told anybody beforehand that you don't expect to succeed in a project in order to lower their expectations? That's the fear of failure. Do you ever get last minute headaches, stomach aches, or other physical symptoms while preparing for something you think is important? That's the fear of failure. Do you ever get distracted or often get distracted by things that prevent you from completing your preparation which were not as urgent as they seemed at the time? You get distracted. Number nine, do you tend to procrastinate and run out of time when you have to prepare for something? The fear of failure is behind most procrastination. Now these are nine common symptoms of the fear of failure. Now no matter how successful you are in some areas of your life, there are others that you're scared to death about and you, you fail at. In fact, you fail in more areas of your life than you succeed, all of us do. Nobody can be good at everything. And so you're only good, really good at a few things. So that means most of the things in life you're not good at, you're a failure at. And we often don't want people to know that and that anxiety causes us uh, great, great problems. Now the fear of failure will paralyze your potential. It will keep you from becoming all God intends for you to be. 
It will limit your purpose in life. The fear of failure is deathly. It it, it will kill your dreams, if you let them. Uh, It will rob your happiness. It will uh, prevent your success. Uh, It can keep you single if you wanna get married. The fear of failure. I could give you a hundred negative things that the fear of failure does in your life. And so what I wanna do today is talk about God's promises for the fear of failure. Now this is so important, Jesus told the whole story about the fear of failure. It's called the parable of the talents. Now, we actually get our word talent from this story. Today, when I say the word talent, you think of abilities like a musical talent or a mathematical talent or mechanical talent or a a sports talent. Uh, But we actually get the word talent from this story in the Bible. But in the Bible days, the word talent was actually a measurement of gold. Specifically, a talent of gold was amount of gold equal to the weight of a normal human being. So we're talking about an enormous amount of money. One talent would easily be worth over a million dollars. A talent of gold is an exorbitant amount of money. Not just now, but but in those days too. And Jesus tells this story about a fear of failure uh, to represent how we're supposed to handle it. Let me read you the story. It's right here in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus told this story. A business owner was going to leave on a long journey, so he called his three servants together and he entrusted his wealth to them. To one servant, he gave five talents of money, that's a lot of money, maybe five million or more. Uh, To another, he gave two talents of money and to a third servant, he gave one talent of money, that's still a million bucks. And he did this each according to his own ability. And then he, the master, went on a journey. Now the servant who was entrusted with five talents went at once and used his money to gain back five more talents. In other words, he doubled his money. He made 100% on his investment. Pretty good, pretty good investment. He had five, now he's got 10. In the same way, the servant who was given, entrusted two talents, put his talents and money to work, and he gained two more. Again, he gets 100% return on his money doubles his money. But the servant who had been given just the one talent did nothing, did nothing. He went out and he dug a hole in the ground and he buried his master's money to keep it safe. Now, after a long time, the master of those three servants returned and he asked each servant to give an account of what they had done with the money they had been entrusted with. Now the man who had received five talents brought the other five that he had gained and he said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents and see, I've gained five more for you here. His master replied, well done. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, so now I'm gonna put you in charge of many greater things. Now you know, this is a parable and Jesus is talking about he's invested in you And he's asking you when you get ready to come to heaven, what did you do with what I gave you? My job as your spiritual coach, my job as your pastor is to prepare you for the day when God says, what did you do with what I gave you? What I entrusted you, what I loaned to you, the talent that I loaned to you. And he said, I've doubled and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. Now I'm gonna put you in charge of more, greater responsibility. Come and share your master's happiness. That's what I want God to say to you when you get to heaven. 
Now then the man who had received two talents gave his account. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents, and I've gained for you two more. And his master said, "You well done to you, good and faithful servant. You also have been faithful with a few things. So now I'll put you in charge of many larger things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now the last part of the story is there on your outline if you're taking notes. But the servant who had been given just one talent said, I was afraid I'd lose it. Now, if you're taking notes, circle on your outline the word afraid, because this is the fear of failure. He said, I was afraid I'd lose what you gave me. So I hid your talent, the talent that you gave me. In other words, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I played it safe. I went out and I buried it in the ground. Some of you have buried the talents that God has given you, and you're not using them. You're not using God's talents for, your, for his glory. I went out and I buried it in the ground, and now I'm handling, handing it back to you. Now, what's the, what's the master's reaction? That made the master mad. And he said, you lazy and wicked servant. He said, you should have at least put it in the bank where it would gain some interest. He goes, you, you didn't even put it in the bank, you just hid it in the ground. He said, but you did nothing with what I gave you. Okay, everybody look up here just a minute. My greatest fear in life would be that you stand before God someday and God says to you, you did nothing with what I gave you. You did nothing with the talent I gave you. You just used it on yourself. You didn't make a difference in the world. You didn't make the world a better place. You didn't serve anybody else. You just served yourself. You did nothing with what I gave you. It is my responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen to you and it is your responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen to you too. He says, you did nothing with what I gave you. So the master, this is God, says, I'm taking back the one talent I gave you and I'm gonna give it to the man who multiplied the 10 talents that I gave him. To those who use well what I give them, they will be given even more. Now this is a principle of the universe that God has established. Whatever you use well in life, God will give you more of it. If you use your time well, God will give you more time. If you use your money well, God will give you more money. If you use your energy well, God will give you more energy. If you use the talent that he's put in you, he will give you more talent. On the other hand, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Talent that sits on the shelf rots. It wastes, it goes away, and you lose it. And God says, I'm gonna give it to the guy out there who's using the 10 talents, now he's gonna have 11. This is a principle of the universe. And so you've got to get rid of the fear of failure. I was afraid and I hid it in the ground. Now this is a pretty, pretty harsh reaction if you, if you look at it. He says, you're lazy, you're wicked, and I'm gonna take away what I gave you in the first place and give it to somebody else because you're not using what I gave you for the way I intended it. Here's, here's the point of the story. You never please God by playing it safe. You never please God by playing it safe. Now follow me on the logic of this. If you don't take any risks in life, you don't need any faith. And if you don't have any faith, then at that point you are being unfaithful. Let me say it again. If you're not taking any risks in your life, 
for the benefit of other people, for the glory of God. You're not taking any risk, then you don't need any faith. And if you don't have any faith, then at that point you are being unfaithful. And God says, that's wicked. It's not just lazy, it's, it's wrong, it's evil. I made you to make a difference with your life, not just live for yourself. So you can see how important it really is for us to get rid of the fear of failure in our lives so we're not hiding our talents in the ground. How do I do that? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about this, a ton to say about it. What I wanna do today is just give you a quick overview, and we're gonna look at four things you need to remember, four truths to remember, and then four action steps to take on how to reduce the fear of failure in your life. This is a good week for you to come to church. Take out a pencil and write these down because I don't want you ending your life and having God say to you, you did nothing with what I gave you. You didn't use it the way I intended you to do. So what God gives you is his gift to you, those talents. What you do with your talents is your gift back to God. So how can I neutralize the fear of failure in my life? Well, first, there are four things you need to remember. Write these down. Number one, first thing is to remember is that everybody fails in many ways. That's a fear reducer when I realize I'm not the only one. Everybody, every single person in the world fails in many, many different ways. The failure rate of human beings is 100%. No one is perfect, we are all flawed. If there was a club for failures, we could all join. (laughs) We're all qualified to join a club for failures. If at first you don't succeed, you're normal. If at first you don't succeed, you're human. If at first you don't succeed, welcome to the human race. Everybody fails in many ways. Now here's what the Bible says. James chapter three, verse two. We all stumble in many ways. How many of you have ever stumbled? Can I see your hands? All right, that's 100%. How many of you have ever stumbled in public in front of other people? Can I see that? Has anybody ever stumbled like at a graduation? You know, you're walking across stage, and you oop, you fall. All right, a few of you, God bless you. All right. Uh, Any of you ever stumble at your wedding? Anybody stumble at their wedding? A couple people here, all right. Now, what happens when we see somebody stump, they're walking across stage and they fall flat on their face? We, uh, we wince. We all sympathize when people stumble. Why? Because we've all done it. And we all know how humiliating and how painful it is to stumble publicly in front of other people. Everybody stumbles. We've all stumbled in many ways, and so we identify with them. Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 20 says this. There is no one on earth who always does what is right all the time and never makes a mistake. We all stumble. You know, in baseball, if you only strike out seven out of 10 times, you're a superstar. That means if you're batting 300, which means when you go to bat, seven out of 10 times you strike out, you're the guy who gets paid $300 million. Why? Because even superstars strike out more than they get on base. If you're in the NBA, you're a basketball player, if you make 50% of your shots, you're LeBron James. You're a superstar. That means you miss half the time. And that makes you the best, because you only miss half the time. 
And, and, and so the Bible tells us that everybody fails in many ways. So welcome to the club. It's not a big deal. We overstress the importance of failure. Failure is not a big deal. Everybody fails every day of their life in many ways. Number two, remember, no failure is final unless I give up. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Did you know you can start every day with hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick? Well, you can when you sign up to receive his life-changing daily Bible teaching delivered directly to your inbox. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free Daily Hope devotional. Don't miss out. Sign up now at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, we've got something truly special to share with you today. If you've ever felt that you're made for something more, if you've ever had a dream that seemed just out of reach, we've got the perfect resource for you. Introducing the brand new Created to Dream Journal by best-selling author and pastor Rick Warren. It's not just any journal. It's your key to unlocking your God-given dreams and purpose. Pastor Rick's wisdom and guidance are now at your fingertips, right there on the pages of this incredible journal. You'll embark on a transformative path to strengthen your faith, stretch your imagination, and expand your horizon. The Created to Dream Journal includes scripture passages, excerpts from the Created to Dream book, journaling prompts, and thought-provoking activities. It's an experience designed to help you find your unique purpose in life. This journal is perfect on its own or as a companion to the Created to Dream book. Don't miss out on the greatest adventure of your life. Get started on your journey today by requesting your very own copy of the new Created to Dream journal. And we'll send it to you today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people here and around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Friends, it's exciting to get letters from all over the world from people whose lives are being transformed by God's Word as they listen to the Daily Hope broadcast. Here's one from Rafael in Brazil who says listening to the podcast is a regular part of his morning routine. He wrote, Dear Pastor Rick, I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate the Daily Hope podcast. I listen to it every single day. I started listening to it to improve my English skills. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, but then it turns out that it improved me as a servant of God. I use it as my daily devotional, and it's become one of the first things I do in my routine every day. It has changed my spiritual life. And every day when I get up, my first thought is, what am I going to receive from God today through the Daily Hope podcast? Pastor Rick, I also try to share the messages that impact me the most with my family and with my parents and with the people from my church. I've shared some messages with my father because he's also learning from it. Sadly, he doesn't know English. Because of that, sometimes I translate the message into Portuguese for him so he can understand it. Wow. Thanks for writing, Rafael. And I'm really blessed to hear how you wake up every day 
expecting God to speak to you. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for he has promised. You know, it's wonderful to know that God's using daily hope to strengthen your faith and that you are using it to help your friends and family learn to hear from God too. So Raphael, thank you for taking the time to translate daily hope for your father. That shows that you really care about him and you care about others learning the hope that we have in Jesus. Now our team, I'm gonna say this to everybody, our team is working really hard to translate daily hope teaching and as new languages uh, become available, we're gonna post them for free on rickwarren.org. That's rickwarren.org. You can go and see the translations we've already got. And if you can help us uh, by financially supporting a translation, that would make all the difference in the world. So I'd like to encourage all of our listeners to share daily hope with your friends and your family. We want everybody to keep hearing that there's hope in God's word and in God's son. God bless you. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.